What's up, Pats Nation? Michael Lake is here. Another episode coming back at you of the Pats Tailgate Podcast. Episode 9. Andrew, is that right? <laughs> Sounds good. We're on it. You can't get the line right. Every time I ask you to do it, it's who's counting? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just who's messing <laughs> There it is. Nailed it. Uh, we're back. Episode 9. Good to have the whole crew back. Uh, we say it every week, though. We, we like... Mike, I'm not saying Mike's Mike's a staple now. Mike Davis down there on the bottom right. No doubt about it. Mike from Stoneham on uh, Boston Sports Journal. If you haven't gone to Boston Sports Journal yet, you got to go. Greatest, best Patriots coverage there is. BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg Bedard has a great product over there. You need to check it out. We're all four members. Um, and, uh, and, and probably, you know, wouldn't get as good of news and notes as we get, uh, and as real stuff as we get, uh, as we do from that site. So check it out. Um, uh, but we want more Boston sports journals, members, Boston sports journal members on the show. It's a, it's a, it's a tailgate, right? We're literally, if you have a microphone, if you have a, uh, you don't need a microphone. If you have a phone and you have a mouth, come on here. It's a zoom in this room. We can get as many people as we want, right? I think it's a basic plan. We, and we might run out of users, but <laughs> we'll figure it out at some point, but, uh, happy to be here. We also have Andrew Lakis, uh, to my right, Doug Lakis to, uh, underneath there. And, uh, and then Mike from stone on there, Mike Davis, uh, beside him. Andrew, how you doing today? I'm great. Good to be with you guys. It's, a uh... The leaves are turning, uh, and I've been happy since Sunday afternoon because oh, I've got a playoff contender that I watch every Sunday. Oh, so I'm, boy. I'm in good shape. I'm going to say Super Bowl contender, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Winter Coats is Andrew's uh, username on Boston Sports Journal. Check him out. And uh, Dad, Doug Lakis, how are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Beautiful day here in the Carolinas. Ah, I love that uh, that hoodie there, that <clears throat> That's a fine, excuse me. The, I uh, love the zip up there you have. That's, that's awesome, man. Look at, when did you get I've, that thing? I found it in Andrew's closet. I, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you want to know some. All right, here you go. Here's, here's some bona fides. Cause I know everybody probably any, all, all 47 people who listen probably are like, what Whoa. are those accents? And why are these guys talking about the Patriots? <laughs> that jacket is from the Bledsoe era. Love it. Sure is. I ordered it in the late nineties when I was in high school and then dad stole it from me like five years later and has worn it ever since. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Every couple, Sunday. Couple of thoughts about that comment. One, dad, unbelievable. You're stealing clothes from your son. I can't speak to that, even though I have, I'm pretty sure I have a 90s Willie McGinnis jersey in my closet that's Andrews. Uh, and also, sure. and it's the old blue, it's the 90s blue. Uh, and also, uh, we've now gone up 10 listeners since last week. It was 36, now it's 47. Uh, 11 That's listeners, right. so Andrew 11, keeps but who's counting? Andrew, uh, Andrew keeps us climbing, which I love it, and uh, it's great. Mike Davis, Mike from Stoneham, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm glad to be on with everybody. Sorry, I wasn't able to be on with you all nah. last week. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're glad to have you back. Also, Doug's username, DLakis, simple, to the point. Yep. Great commentary on Boston Sports Journal. He's on there. Check us all out. Check them out again, bostonsportsjournal.com. Greg Bedard puts on a great product there. And if you haven't seen it yet, get on there because we had the beatdown time of a century against what looked to be a fairly complete, at least in Greg's opinion, uh, Cleveland's, Cleveland Browns team on Sunday. So we'll start there. Uh, from a fan's perspective, Andrew, you brought it up. Remember, this is just fan's perspective. How did we feel? There's a little bit of analysis here because we got some uh, some people that have coached the game, watched the game a long time. But 
How'd it feel, guys? What do you think? I was driving, so I was listening to the broadcast, which I enjoyed. Uh, it was it was great. Although the first drive, <clears throat> I did not enjoy that. I was a little concerned after the first drive when the the Browns marched down the field. But how do you guys feel about Zoe. Sunday? Yeah, no. Zoe and Soki. No, I wasn't listening to the uh, to the radio. I actually had the uh, the NFL Game Pass on and was listening to to Ian Eagle and Charles Johnson. Oh, you got to let me know next time, man. I'll send you. I've got the NFL uh, game day pass, and you should listen wait a to Zolak and do, do, Wait a minute. Do they have – I have the game day pass, like, through Verizon, but I thought that was – oh, is that a different than the radio? No, you can do uh, – when you get the game day pass, you can watch the rewinds, and you can also listen to all the radio feeds. Oh, man. In a way. I ruined um, that. So I messed that one up. Let me tell just you. Just because well, it's better to listen to the radio guys calling well, on the radio. Well, of course, because I can't watch the game. Instead, well, I listen to Iron Eagle. It was, I do it, love Ian Eagle. I do too. He's great. Uh, anyway, it was great. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was a week. lot of fun Sunday for sure. Um, yeah. and, and you know, okay, the first drive was not good, but the the key was to see how they responded in their second in their first drive, and it was, you know, it was almost like when they went down the field and scored on that second drive. It was like, okay, here we go. Now we 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 kind of got this thing back under control, and let's see how the defense does on this next series, and. Uh, then, like to Andrew's point, getting up Monday morning, I, I actually oh. taped all of the talking head shows on Sunday night so I could listen on Monday morning and talk <laughs> about how and see all the egg on these guys' faces from four oh. weeks ago when the Patriots weren't any good and Mac Jones had a popcorn arm. Yeah, did Rex say anything arm. about his pea shooter? No, Rex all of a sudden now is a big Patriots oh, guy, Belichick's best coach in, in the NFL. and. Rex Mac Jones is, is great. And this and that. What a so, loser. Rex Ryan. Quiet, get out of Rex. here. Yeah. Shut up. Rex, Rex. got a personality disorder. I think. Uh, <laughs> oh man. That's, Whoa. That's, that's Spe- reckless, podcast. reckless yeah. speculation over here. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> I just think it, he, it he likes attention. He did. Oh, hundred percent. And, and I could listen. Of course, now I could listen to Ryan Clark all day because he is so all uh, over the Patriots. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> well, he's got the take of the take of the year, which is Pats are going to the Super Bowl. He didn't say they were going to win the Super Bowl. He said they were going to the Super Bowl. I guess when you get there, you got a chance. I mean, you got a chance, right? You're in the dance. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down. I put it again on the comments uh, yesterday. I believe is the same comment that I had before. The first time I had it, it was after the which game was that? Um, who did I play last week? Remind me. Carolina. It's early here. It's early. We're doing another early morning show. Yeah, they played the, the Panthers, Panthers, and I put, you know, watch this team go to the Super Bowl. Just watch. And I got like eight or nine downvotes. I put it on there yesterday. Watch this team go to the Super Bowl. Just watch. And I think I got two upvotes right now. So we're in a the much swing. more. Yeah. Swing. yeah this might be yeah. our 11 list. This might be our 11 <laughs> That's exactly list. right. Oh, Mike, how'd you feel, man? How do you feel about the uh, the game? Any, any takeaways or anything you saw? Just uh, we're all so, happy today, right? I, I agree with Doug. I think that when you watch that first drive from Cleveland, I was really concerned. I was like, wow, they just went through us like, you know, a butter knife through through butter. Sure. And it was bad, right? But then, and, and at first it was like, oh, they're back to doing the same things. They're not setting the edge. They're giving them beat these wide open right. holes. But what I really liked was the fact that they they corrected their mistakes, right? You, that you could see that they're finally starting to get it. Like the, the, they adjusted. And they started making changes. Like, for example, it was really nice to see linebackers in there instead of safeties. I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about they played a ton of big nickel. Yep. And and this time, even though, you know, uh, Jamie Collins is on IR, they had Har- they had Harvey Lange in there. They had Hightower in there more, you know, that they were playing more linebackers. And those guys were getting in there and they were making those stops. 
instead of leave, you know, instead of those, you know, Phillips and, and Duggar having to be in there and trying to take on guards. What a big difference when you got the right body in there, the right hat to put on a hat. That's right, exactly. coach. Yeah. Well, when they, yeah. when they, the, the, the key then is that Duggar and Phillips now can play where they're supposed to play and play safety or play strong safety. And when they cover, I think when Duggar intercepted, if he hadn't intercepted, two would have intercepted it. So, um, you know, they played the coverage like they're supposed to, and they use those guys to do that. So, I mean, yeah, I, it, it, it makes a big difference when your front seven is a front seven. I mean, you know. I had a weird nuts. moment. I had a weird moment on Sunday on the first drive when Jalen Mills went off the field. And it was this, it was this mixture of emotions that I can't really describe where I'm like, Oh man, like maybe someone else has to be in coverage. And then I, and then I thought about the depth chart for a second and that feeling quickly went away. And I was like, Oh no, as bad as he's been, I know we need, we need him back out there. And then there was a sigh of relief when he came back out there later in the game. Uh, And I got to say this, uh, you know, we've been given, well, maybe me. Been giving Hightower a hard time this year. He's he's starting to play a lot better. I think it just took him a little while to get his legs under him. I'm not saying he's he vintage, you know, Hightower, you know, 2014, 2015, yeah. 20, you know, but he's playing better. Um, and Van Noy's playing better, which I thought he was dust well, when, well, you when know, the season started. But he's looking better. It, it's, it's easier to play better when you're on the field and playing the spot that they play you well at. True that, yeah. Mike. That's very yeah. true. The other agreed completely. I think the other angle to look at this um, is the fact that like, this is also why you need young guys who can contribute um, splash plays. Yep. It's a whole lot easier for Hightower to do his role and not have to be the old Hightower That's when right. Barmore is oh. literally setting up a tent. He pitches a oh. tent in the backfield. <laughs> oh man. Seconds after every snap. And Love Barmore. coming off the edge, and then you've got young guys all over. J.C. Jack. I mean, you know, when the defense is getting big, disruptive plays right. from the young guys, then the guys like Hightower get to do what they That's do right. and occasionally make a big play, but you're not leaning on him to carry the defense, which is is just not possible anymore. I mean, right. He's older well, in his career. He's come back from being out and, and having the year off last year due to COVID. And this draft class, holy oh, cow. Oh, man. I'm Mac, telling you, man. Ramondre, Barmore. Arm. I don't even know what Ronnie Perkins can do, but at this point, it's gravy <laughs> on the mashed potatoes, baby. Oh. Ronnie well, Perkins can, is great gravy. I will have to say that because Barmore's playing so well on the inside that the other guys on the, on the defensive line are also playing better. And to your point, Mike, Wise played very well on Sunday yeah, after not playing well on the first drive. But, you know, they got after it. And, they got to, and the key is they got after it for the most part with four defensive lineman they didn't have to blitz a ton of people to get pressure on a quarterback right and you know and they play and they made great plays in the secondary uh to to your point when Duggar intercepted that pass he turned to an off he turned into a running back down the sideline I mean I yeah I mean they they got some talent they got some young kids who can play now well it's well Bedard said it last year like he wanted them to play quicker right and that was like the frustrating part from the fans perspective is Mm -hmm. we had the oldest median lineup I think you know age lineup last year still maybe have it but now the young kids are starting to shine they're putting them in the game when they're playing instead of guys rolling around looking slow out there which is frustrating from from the fans point of view 
I want to switch over real quick to the offensive side of the ball. We've talked a lot about defense. Uh, I mean, you put up 45 points against the Browns, and Mike, you talked about it. They didn't really adjust much. Stefanski talked after the game about being outcoached. Uh, Dad, I think you brought it up earlier. Not really what I would probably talk about as a head coach that I just got outcoached. Uh, and then Miles Garrett said they didn't adjust very much. Just not a great look in general uh, for the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns coaching staff. Uh, but I want to talk about another rookie. Uh, two rookies that uh, that shined. First of all, um, we can take that Mac plateauing nonsense that we talked about a week ago and just throw that down the toilet uh, because he was unbelievable. I mean, literally, I think perfect passer rating, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 19 to 23, 198 yards, uh, three touchdowns. No, not uh, it was close, close passer rating. Uh, Hoyer had a perfect passer rating. He was three for three, 85 yards in the touchdown, 158.3 pass rating, which was amazing. And uh, so Mac looked just unbelievable. Uh, Bor- Kendrick Bourne starting to come on, and I'm just fired up to see him. He's a playmaker. And then Ramondre Stevenson. Andrew, who'd you say he reminded you of? You told me on Sunday it was hot take time machine. <clears throat> you told me yeah, you well, reminded him so much. This is when we go to the Doug Lakers text of the week. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it time? As he did this one. But it's dad time. and I talked after the game at like 4.30. And I was like, I've been trying to think all day who Ramondre Stevenson oh. reminds me of. And I was like, like killing Tory Dillon. That's it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but I think it's the young version of Dillon is what I was telling dad. It's not the New England version, which was like, I mean, he was great. He did what we needed. But he was more right. of a battering ram. Right. Early in his career and. Cleveland, I mean, uh, Cincinnati, he would pound you and run hard and you'd also not be able to tackle him. Like he'd be down parallel to the ground and he'd get four more yards or he'd escape and run for 80. And all day long, I was just watching Stevenson do that. And his center of gravity and body control, honestly, is remarkable. Oh, it's unbelievable. Big guy. Um, but the the text of the week is that I, I talked to dad about that in the conversation. And then an hour later, dad says, text Mike and I. So I've been thinking, you know, <laughs> he reminds me of Corey Dillon. It says a video of Corey Dillon. I said, oh, I wonder where that thought came from. Oh, uh, dad. But it's all good, man. Just dad, needed to stoke, no. You just needed to stoke the idea. That's I, all. No, oh, I feel like we got a theme today. You're stealing clothes and you're stealing hot takes. That's pretty Don't much worry what's about happening. it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, that's great. No, but uh, seriously, he's a he's an he's an animal, and he's not even that big. I told Andrew this. He's still got kind of the he's base, a load now. No, no, no. Well, let me be clear. He's a load, but if you compare, if you look at his body compared to like a, I'm not saying he's not a big guy, but if you look at like Derrick Henry or you look at guys like that that have been in the league and been in the conditioning program for a few years, he's still got college like baby fat on him, like like in a good way, which means he's going to chisel more and more and more, which is what happened to Corey Dillon, by the way. As he got more established in the league, he started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more chiseled. It's gonna and Stevenson's already. I mean, he's a freak, right? And it's already gonna be crazy with that center of gravity when he really gets into that that conditioning program after a few years. I mean, this kid, you get him and Damian Harris, man. Oh, I mean, what a one-two yeah, punch! I think I said to Andrew at some point during the game, I'd like to see Harris go back. And Andrew said to back to the uh, pro set. Oh, he wants both back near the near and far, man. Look at that. Stevenson in the game at the same time, because I think that that would create a nightmare for a a team to prepare. I mean, I don't, you know, Mike, they should uh, run Mike. They should run the, uh, the Stoneham high veer, man. Isn't that what they run down there? The the wing T. I caught my golf guard with that. You didn't know that one was hey. coming. <laughs> to to, oh, to, to kind of expound a little bit on the offensive side. Bolden has all of a sudden reaper is reborn in the backfield too. I mean, uh, he's a great he receiver. He had a great game. He's a good receiving back. Mike, go ahead. You've been trying to get in here. Go ahead. 
I mean, let, let's start with the fact that they got the mountain back at right tackle, right? Oh, so yes. man. Brown was Huge. back there. And and you didn't have to worry about a leaky sieve there, or you didn't have to worry about a limited talent guard, right? You got to put on when you back, you get Trent Brown back. All of a sudden, you get the guys playing where you need them to play. I mean, I, I nothing wrong with the max effort guys that right. they had in it at guard, but they were limited in their capabilities. That's why sure. they're backup guards. That's and right. I think well, that that offensive line that you have there right now, that's a lot better offensive line. What a difference Isaiah Wynn makes when he's got a competent guard playing next to him. That's right. Please, please don't cut. Try to cut um oh, Miles Garrett on the edge. So <laughs> in the red. Oh please yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't speaking of freaks, I mean, I know he had a they had a terrible game, but every time I just look at Miles Garrett, I'm just like like I mean he's it's I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, I feel like but I'm again, looking at Superman. Like, it's unbelievable. I, and, and I know we don't want to do a ton of analysis, but again, the Patriots schemed for Miles Garrett. They chipped him. Yeah. They, they, they had two guys on that side. They had a tight end over there. I mean, they weren't going to let Garrett, you know, run free. Right. And, and you know, I think the offensive line, and I heard one of the guys this week talking about it, is they are now – rounding into one of the best offensive lines in, in the NFL, which we thought and was going to be the case in the beginning of the year. And, and to Mike's point, they got some key parts back, right? So they can play with her, where they're supposed to be playing. And, uh, yep. I mean, it's, it's not a coincidence that they can, that they are physical running the football when they are doing the things they're doing up front right now. I agree. So you guys talked about bringing back the pro set, which I love. It's a great call. And when you have, when you run the pro set, I guess it depends on how many, the formation, but usually there's only two receivers on the field most times. And I'd be fine with that with Kendrick Bourne and Myers who got into the box, by the way, Jacoby got into the box on Sunday. I was excited to see that. And a really cool moment, by the way, great, great touchdown, horrible tackling, uh, but great touchdown. Uh, to, I got really hurt on that. Yeah. Play. He got hurt bad though. Did he really get? Uh, so he actually got hurt. I so I feel yeah, they bad. Turned it off in a car. Uh, I feel bad. Yeah. I was watching. I can tell what I, happened. I, I was driving, so I was watching the game. I saw the touchdown, and then not while I was driving, we were at the airport actually. But I saw the touchdown, and then I was like, "Oh, his, his pride's hurt." But now I feel like crap because he actually got hurt. That's not very so, good. Take, so Mike. I'll give you guys some inside scoop on this. The, the 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 guy who runs the medical director for the Patriots, who's usually standing next to Bill Belichick, treats one of my family members and. For HIPAA, I won't say more than that, sure. but happened to be treating that family member yesterday. And, and that member just happened to say, hey, so what happened on that play? Why didn't the ambulance come out on the field? And 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 he was not happy because actually the ambulance was supposed to come out onto the field and take that player off. And instead they rolled a stretcher out there and brought it out and didn't follow procedure. Oh, man. So there, there's quite a brouhaha going on right now oh. down in Foxborough about why the ambulance didn't take well, that player off the field. Well, yeah, so, we got to do that. We got to follow the protocols now somebody's okay. hurt on the okay. field yeah me when too they, when they rolled that cart off the field the ambulance was supposed to roll onto the field and oh, they kinda. never did instead they rolled the the um the Put stretcher the out onto the field and, and rolled them out right. of the building come on, on guys the, on the stretcher come on ladies and gentlemen get them on, get off the so, field so there the right you go. Way. there's something you're not gonna no, hear any place else but on that's this right. great podcast right. inside med- inside medical scoop uh, so, but we talked about Bourne. We talked about Myers. Uh, no surprise was at the bottom of the receiver list. Nelson Aguilar continues to live there. Uh, just, he just drives me freaking crazy every week. Um, I listen, we didn't get Beckham 
and I, and I wanted him. I'll be honest. I made the call, the uh, the hot take. We were going to sign him, and then and then his front running self went to the Rams, who got smashed last night, which was great. Um, so I don't want anything to do with him. Now I've totally one eighty on that. Jilted uh, <laughs> lover. That's right. Uh, uh, but I want to see more. And and Mike, I think I'm going to speak right down your alley. I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Everybody, just get ready. <laughs> I want to see less Ness and Aguilar on the field because he's a bum, and I want to see more. WR one on the field or who might be tight end one, Nikhil Harry. I want to see more Harry on the field. That's who I want to see on the field moving forward. What do you think about that? Any takes on that? And am I crazy? I am I crazy? I think it's a great so, idea. So coach, I think they've basically put him in to play the position. John Smith was playing, right? Is that move tight end? He's blocking and you know, he's sliding Ooh. into that, into that seam. And I, I think you, you called it, man. I think uh, he's, he's tight end. He's that move tight end. He's not that inline tight end. He's the move tight end. I would offer. I would offer to say after watching Sunday that he blocks better than John. John Smith. <laughs> oh man, I take. I think you're right, man. I. I mean, I don't know. I don't know I'm, if he's as as athletic. I forgot John Smith, Smith was inactive. I, that's why my face <laughs> looks like this. I just thought, holy cow, I forgot he was inactive. I totally I forgot. He, yeah, he didn't play. Field. He didn't play. I mean, so, well, I he's think, hurt. He's hurt. I mean, yeah. Well. Welcome to the party because I've been on the Nikhil train for a little while here. Uh, but I, and it's one of the reasons I didn't want to trade for a wide receiver or trade yeah. deadline or sign well, I've always liked Harry. Well, I think, I mean, he, he hasn't produced to be clear right. and, and he probably was not worth a first round pick, but the way he's blocking and yeah. the nastiness with which he's setting up the run game. And by the way, you better believe that in a big game, whether that's in the bills games or if we make, well, when we make the playoffs, that's right. They're just setting Harry up for a couple of play actions where he's going to go for a long touchdown because he's just out there mauling people. Right. I mean, he's, he's, you know, blasting miles Garrett. Twice oh man. On it was running awesome. Plays. It like was awesome. I actually am really happy for him. I'm really glad it's coming together and I think he's carving out a role and we'll see if he can do more with that. But I think, I it's oh, I think, Mike, I think you're right to say he might be playing a little bit of that move tight end right now. And you might see him more in the slot over, over these next few weeks, uh, especially if Johnny needs a little bit of time to read. Well, you know, and I know Mike, your, 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 your heavy take on the three tight end deal. And, and I, I don't know why, if they're going to do that with, with Harry as the move tight end, maybe they go with three tight ends. When Smith comes back healthy, if he comes back healthy, they go with Smith. And, you know, um, Henry and Harry, um, I mean, that's pretty, that could be a pretty deadly, uh, receiving situation too, you know? Well, I'd like um, to see, so Smith, Smith has always been kind of the, uh, as Dan Orlovsky says, get it in the ball, get the hands or the ball in the hands type of guy quickly yeah, catch to it, make though. a play. Well, that's the problem. So I'd actually prefer if like, I like seeing Smith in the backfield in the Panthers game. Like, I think he's dynamic in the backfield. I, I uh, John, who's not the type of guy that's just going to stream down the field and you're just going to hit him and stride. And like, he may drop that 50% of the time, like even if he's wide open. So Harry won't though, Harry, to your point, Andrew, and you've always said this and I've never been on the train until now. I mean, he, I don't know if there's a better contested catch guy on the, on the team than to kill Harry. Like he's going to go up and get the ball like, and, and he's going to break a tackle. He still scored in that Kansas city game last year. Oh, I was just or, or a couple years back. Years ago. Uh, yeah. A touchdown. couple years back. That was a touchdown. And he broke three tackles. Like, like that's what he's going to do. when you give him the ball, yeah. I just, he's confidence, man. That's, that's yeah. the main thing. So the reason I'm, I'm up on him and I'm buying today uh, is 
if the running game and the blocking is giving them some confidence, it'll start Correct. to flow into the rest That's of the right. game. I mean, That's he was right. out there right. thinking too much for two years. He, Brady wouldn't throw him the ball. Last year, who knows what the heck happened? I, I, I think that I think he's yeah, you know, I don't know that he's gonna ever return value on a first round pick, but I, I think he can be a a better contributor than most people think. Hundred percent. And Mike, the one thing I will say, Aguilar's sealing the hell out of those corners. Uh, you're right. So well, I know. I, the I, run game. I know. He's opening up the second, you know that second level for those. Running I just backs. like to see him run by somebody in the secondary one time. That's it's. It, listen, this is a fans podcast. Okay. I'd like to see him one time on play action, get past, cover, get through somebody, and Mac hit him in stride for like an eighty-yard touch. Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? Well, I mean, he he did draw, I think, two uh, pass interference calls in this last game. I know, I know, I know. I listen, behind, in that case, I think that's a case where coverage and Mac just slightly overthrew him. Mac yeah, they saw a, a deep ball too. Yeah, you so I'm, I'm coming in I with hot takes that I wasn't even watching the game. The ball was, <laughs> was overthrown. Well, speaking of that, well, the, the other go thing ahead, that they ahead, do, Dad. the other thing that they do, and speaking from a, you know, if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan on Monday morning, I'm thinking, okay, one reverse, maybe two reverses, maybe three times they ran the reverse and, and got huge chunks of yardage out of it. Those are the ways they can also create offense. Right for Aguilar and Bourne and those guys. No, you're and, right. And I think getting ball in hands is huge to those guys. No, nope. listen, you're right. I I think uh, I'm going to say this, and then I want to I move into a different topic. But I think that um, I don't know if anybody – this man, this is a crazy take. I don't know if anybody in the league throws a better touch pass than Mac Jones. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't know if anybody in the league throws a better touch pass. And I wish you could have seen the – it's beautiful. I mean, it is just God. It's beautiful. The one he threw to Myers down the left sideline was a thing that was just oh. unbelievable. I mean, it. Been, oh. I don't even know if that was as good as the one he threw to Hunter Henry on the out. Oh, that was that was a great down. throw I mean, too. He just, whew, precision, I mean, man. It's it's he might not have the strongest arm, but he sure puts it where he wants it. And ah, uh, that as we've seen over the last twenty years, we got spoiled. That might be more important than having a strong arm. A lot of strong arms don't make it in the league. There's only one quarterback I know who could kind of put it wherever he wanted every single time, and that's, he's won. That's seven well, his arm. Goals. Exactly right. It was, his Go arm ahead. looked pretty strong on the one to Bourne down the middle in the end zone for it a touchdown. Did. Oh yeah, I, I don't have that. <laughs> no, I think it's a. I think a he's got a. Yeah, I think, I think people arm. just needed a reason to knock him down a few times. Sure. Listen, I, I think mean, I read an article this week by Wet Dan Wetzel over at Yahoo Sports. I mean, he he said he called it already. Like, Mac should have been the number one pick or at very least number two in the draft, and everybody's already kicking themselves. Uh, not oh. only that they didn't take him, but that they let him fall to Belichick at 15. How mad well, How mad do you think well, Kyle Shanahan is when he wanted to take him the entire it's time? Gonna cost, it's going to cost him his job. I mean, I, yeah. as I read the article, that was part of what I thought was um, – they're not winning, which is the reason he'll lose his job. But the ownership is probably thinking, you made me trade two first-round picks to move up nine spots to then take a guy who's not ready to play while they got the guy at 15 that you could have got at 12 had you just stayed. That's a huge oh. – I mean, yeah, well, you better have a really good relationship. That's, that's, that's all bad. I can every, say because that's, that's going to Might cost every Lynch's watch, job too. Every time I watch Dan Olofsky, he, he talks about how – uh, Max should have been the number three pick in the draft. That's right. He should have been the third pick. He should have been the third pick. That's right. And then someone, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You, I'm glad the Patriots got him. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm glad they have him too. I, I, you know, and, and more and more, he looks more and more like Peyton Manning every week. 
out there. Uh, All right. So, so here, here's your fan take of the week. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Set it up. Get so, ready. So, so Shanahan's the new offensive coordinator for the Patriots. When Josh goes up and Whoa. takes over the head coaching job. Whoa. Man. Whoa. Where did okay. Mike? I like, I mean, I love it. I'd bring in Shanahan now. If McDaniel's in there, I'm not sure Shanahan. I mean, Whoa, Mike, I love it, but that guy just said massive, he's getting fired, right? The massive I, I ego, that, man. I don't does know if he's anybody's <laughs> OC. He's going to wait for the next job, but uh, Hey, we're here. I mean, I love Why not? It. I for mean, a year. We'll let's go, man. You know, he gets fired. You know, Rack gives it. him a chance to recover. Well, and I feel value. good about Josh McDaniels being the head coach too. You, you snuck that in as, as a condition of that take. And sure. I yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. McDaniels fan. I know he gets blasted every week in the BSJ oh, chat. hundred percent. Not this week. No, no, that was a, that was a no, he had a, he, he had, he had a handle on the, on the game this week and he was pretty and he had a he had a total handle on the way Pl- cleveland was playing defense so no, I mean, everything he, everything he called of course i will say it's easier to call a game when you're not behind the chains on first down because you're jumping off because you're moving illegally or, you, or, or this or that mike davis talked about that two weeks ago game. mike well, davis talking about pre-snap penalties man i know oh. we're going to get to previewing the week ahead because yeah. we got a thursday so we're almost here it's almost well hold yeah. on yep yeah, go ahead check go in Andrew. on the former new england yeah that's exactly where i was as going a fan, nice I wanna, segue you know I'm, i i always check nice the segue. box score watch a little bit of brady and and now i get to watch a little bit and check the box score cam newton hey can we do can we dad you want to do your impersonation of cam on sunday it's pretty good you did it earlier what happened is he what I'm he's back. what <laughs> i'm back oh it was great man oh it was great 15 yard penalty ball. too it, it ripped back helmet think, right off i uh, think he touched the ball twice in the first five plays and he threw a touchdown pass and ran for one well which by the way on the on the touchdown run i'm, I'm pretty sure that other 10 players on the field thought he was going to go up the middle which is where the play was supposed to go the play broke down and like he got there and it felt like it took like a year and a half for him to get around the corner there. And he got around the corner. And once he gets that head of steam going on the two, <laughs> look out, man, well, no, ain't just, nobody let me, stopping that buddy. Let, let me just say one thing real quick about my take on cam. Cam brings so much more. Right. Then, then X's and O's to the game. Cause if you watch the excitement on the, the Panther sideline right. and even Christian McCaffrey, who's not the most out, going guy in the world he went crazy when cam scored that touchdown that's right i mean he, he's got the excitement i mean did you what the panthers came out and played like uh, well that's why we're playing last against the patriots last week that was a total oh yeah it was I terrible mean, they were off well they, and there's a reason why we got the free agents we got this year on the well, offensive side of the clear, ball and I it's because it came hot, hottest of hot takes today i'm not ready to call a super bowl um Put us in the no, Super Bowl here, like Mike. You but we're ready. a better team. Get on the train. We're a better team, top to bottom, than the Arizona Cardinals. Throw records out. I don't Ooh, care. Ooh, Patriots man. and Cardinals line up, especially without Kyler Murray. I was like, going to say I, Murray makes absolutely. Better, you, you can trust both scores. You can trust the twenty-four to six from last week in Charlotte, and you can trust the thirty-four to ten in Arizona. And those both things are true. Panthers are better because of Cam, and the Panthers also aren't as good as us. And and they didn't face a defense like ours on Sunday. That's right. That's and and right. Cam sure is better for having played in New England and having played yes. in Josh McDaniel. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think uh, we'll put up. What about Tom? What about Tommy? Oh, uh, man. Bucks. Ooh. Although, down there? Although he plays, he play, is, he he plays for a dumb, dumb football team. Well, oh, man. 
We got hot takes coming out. We might have Bruce Arians down there in the Patriots jacket. Tommy didn't have much to say after that. Although that was like, you knew, I mean, based on what I saw in the playoffs last year, Rivera kind of has the game plan to, to, you know, siphon off the bucks a little bit, but, but the, and they didn't have Brown, they didn't have Gronk. So it was a different team, but Mike, you had a thought on that. I think. I mean, just isn't that what Giselle says? He can't throw it and catch it. <laughs> Two of those t- interceptions looked like they were on the t- on Drop. the receiver. Yeah, they were. They were bringing Giselle in. We're bringing. We're talking about dumb football teams. What a what a show we got for you. Well, today. they did say the guys um, uh, Monday morning were talking about the loss of Gronk and Brown are a huge deal to bring. Oh, 100%. There's two most trusted targets. 100%. All right. So good stuff. We got a couple minutes left. We got to get out here. We got a hard stop today. Um, let's just go around the horn, talk about Thursday. Um, just predictions. Get uh, get it in, get it out. And uh, and then uh, and then we'll wrap up. Andrew, you want to start? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a little nervous. I don't love the big win turning around and playing on a Thursday in a game that you should win. Uh, I think it's easy to get distracted. That being said, um, I, I think, you know, if they run the ball and they stop the run, uh, they'll have a lot of time to tee off on Matt Ryan, um, which is what I think will happen. I, I don't think it'll be a, they won't be like Sunday, but I think we should win a pretty ugly game. It'll look like most Thursday night games, you know, I'll say 27, 14, uh, actually we'll say 31, 31, 14 there you go. Patriots. There you go. All right. 31, 14 Pats. Mike, we'll shoot over to you. Yeah. I mean, of course, winter coats comes up exactly with the right analysis, right? Thursday night game. I think this is a team that's learning how to play Patriots football. And I'm really nervous that they're not going to have had a full week of coaching and, and that some of that mistake repeating is going to come back. Uh, I'm also nervous when you have you know, the Mike White situation, right? Where you, you don't have the, the guy in the right spot. Maybe they haven't done all their scouting. So do I think they're going to be the more talented team and they're going to find a way to win? Yeah. Do I think it's going to be ugly? You bet. I certainly, you know, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting on this game, but I, I'm hopeful that they're going to prevail. And I'm, I'm expecting it exactly as you said, Andrew, to be ugly. All right. So speaking of betting on the game, the line is uh, minus six and a half. Patriots are away Road 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 favorites rather total is forty seven. Dad, over to you. Yeah. Uh, falling in line with you other guys, I think that the early in the game's ugly. I mean, I think the I think it starts out ugly. Um, the Patriots kind of get their legs under them. I think they know Matt Ryan. I I I I don't worry as much about the Mike White effect as they know Matt Ryan. Um, he doesn't have the weapons he's had in the past either. So. I think the Patriots do win the game. I think it's 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 a struggle early, um, again because of Thursday night, because of the short late, the short turnaround. But I I think they're two touchdowns better. Um, Thirty-one fourteen is a good number, Andrew. But you know, and I think even even I, I might even go thirty-five seventeen. I I I think the Patriots find a way. I think they get a defensive touchdown and. Man, so I got to say, I mean, I like the analysis and I like the, I like the wise thoughts, but did you guys watch the last two weeks of what the Patriots did to the Panthers and to the Browns. I don't care if they play tonight on Tuesday. I don't care if they play on the moon. This, this I watched and I know in the NFL, you can't connect two games. So Dallas uh, beating Atlanta down and the Patriots beating the Browns down have nothing to do with each other. 
But I got to be honest with you, this this Falcons team is so bad. And you want to talk about a dumb football team. They might be the dumbest football team in the NFL. Matt Ryan's going to have no time. They have Patterson's probably not going to play, who's a Swiss Army knife. They have no Calvin Ridley. Hope the best for him that he's doing well with, with the situation he's got going on. They're going to have Kyle Pitts, uh, Zacchaeus, and Gage. And they're going to double Pitts. Get out of here. I mean, literally, I don't know if the, Give us the score. I, I, I'm going That's to. Shot clock winding I'm down. going to. I don't know if the Falcons are going to score. They might kick a field goal or two. Like, I think I think the Patriots are on a roll. I think they're going to have a good week of practice. I think Belichick's the coach is going to keep everything together. I don't think you have to worry about a Cowboys debacle against the Broncos like you did a couple weeks ago. Different team, different coach team. I'm going to go 45-3. to three. I don't think the Falcons – I'm telling you, I don't think the Falcons are going to score. I, Dad, you talked about pressure on Matt Ryan. I think it's going to be a bad day for them. I think their season's done, and they don't have much to play for, and the Pats are on a roll. So that's what I'm going with. 45 to three, the final. Uh, I think it's going to go over. I guess that would be by one point. And the Patriots uh, and the Patriots cover almost the total by themselves. And sure enough, cover the spread. I don't care if it's on the road. That's what I think. Boom. <laughs> Thoughts on that? Not right. just, I'm just kidding. right. Keep it rolling. Uh, all right. That sounds great. That's right. Awesome, man. That was a great show. We had a lot today. A lot of stuff. Hey, like I said, email us. Pat's tailgate party at gmail.com pat's tailgate party at gmail.com we want more people to join the party it's a fan's perspective no expertise no analysis needed just come in with hot takes thoughts emotions your voice and a phone that's all you need so episode nine in the books enjoy the game on thursday and we'll see you next week